You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldweg, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah B'Shem Yisrael 5781, 2021. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Kisisa. In our Parsha, Hashem gives Moshe Rabbeinu the luchos, the tablets, which contained upon them the Aseris Hadibros, the Ten Commandments, as well, says our Chazal, our sages tell us they also had the entire Torah, Shabbat Sav, Shabbat Peh, written on them miraculously. The Pasuk tells us, Vayitain el Moshe kechaloise ledaber itoy. Hashem, this is chapter 31, verse 18. Hashem gave Moshe Rabbeinu the luchos when he finished speaking to him on Mount Sinai. Shnei luchos ha'edus, the two tablets, <coughs> excuse me, the two tablets of the testimony. Luchos Evan, made of stone. Ksuvim betz belekim, written by the finger of God. Moshe Rabbeinu receives the Aseris Hadibros. We know it goes on. Afterwards, he breaks them because the Jewish people are sinning with the, the sin of the golden calf. But I'd like to focus in on what the measure says in regards to this Vigitain El Moshe that Hashem gave to Moshe. Interestingly, actually, before I get to the Medrash, there's a beautiful Rashi here. Kechalaisai. Hashem completed, the verse says, when he completed speaking to him. It's missing a letter Vav. It could be read Kikalasai, like, like his bride. The Torah was given to Moshe Rabbeinu as a representative of the Jewish people, like a chasan, like a groom gives his bride a present. It was impossible for Moshe Rabbeinu to learn the entire Torah in such a small amount of time, only 40 days and 40 nights. Moshe Rabbeinu was able to indeed learn everything, but it was a gift. It was a gift. And that's what we're going to focus on in the Medrash. She talks about the gift. Let's see. I'm going to read to you two parts of the Medrash, two different things that are two separate ideas, and yet I believe, as so often we find in the Medrash, when we have two concepts placed next to each other, we can deduce an explanation of one concept from the other. We can see that there's a common thread between them. The first concept, says the Medrash, is like this. We find that when Hashem gave Moshe Rabbeinu the, the Luchas, the Ten Commandments, so there was an aspect of a gift. Hashem was giving us something awesome, something so sublime, transcendent. And this, this same gift that Hashem was giving to us also should cause us, or did cause us, a measure, a modicum of embarrassment. We'll see soon, obviously, the, the Jewish people at that moment were bowing down to the idol, to the golden calf. And Hashem was giving them this awesome gift of a relationship with Him. So it should bring about an embarrassment. And we need to think about as we read this, what is the Medrash trying to teach us? What is it aiming at? What is the, the message? What is the teaching that the Medrash wants us to take out? The Medrash Darshan's Rabbi Nechemia says that even when we do tzedakah, we give charity, we give from the money that we've earned to others, to help the poor, 
there's there's a certain embarrassment that we should have then. I'm not going to get so into this particular concept. But he says that even when we bring our tzedakah, we give meiser, it's, it's really not us that's doing it. It's really Hashem. It's really Hashem who's commanded us to do it, number one. Number two, even the money that we've earned, from where did we get it? We didn't really get it from anywhere but Hashem Himself. So we think that we have earned the money. We'll see this soon inside. We think that we've earned the money. We're giving from our hard-earned money to Meister, to, to, the, to Tzedakah, to charity. Why? Because God said so. So we feel like we're doing something. Let's not make that mistake, says the Majesty. We need to feel a certain modicum of embarrassment. Even when we look at our actions, we still should have embarrassment. Generally speaking, a person has a field. He hires workers. He hires, it's called an aris, it's a sharecropper. The sharecropper works the field, does all the work. The landowner splits with him equally the produce. Okay? Hashem is not that way. The entire world is His. He's not an equal partner. We're not equal partners with God in this world and in the actions that we do and our accomplishments. The entire world belongs to God. Everything in it. The land is God's. The fruits that it produces are His. He's the one who brings down the rain. He puts the dew in the mornings. So that everything will grow. Everything grows because Hashem causes it to grow. The land belongs to Him. The fruits belong to Him. The whole, the whole thing. We, we put in a little bit of effort. We, maybe we put the seeds out. We pray for the rain. But it's really minimally our, our produce. It's really minimally ours. Hashem says, I don't even want you to split it with me. I don't even want 50%. I just want you to give 10% to Meiser. One fiftieth should go to Truma. To the coin. Hashem gives us credit. Or Hashem allows us to, so to speak, take the credit at a, you know, to a certain extent. Even though we haven't done it really. You know, He's really done it all. And he lets us keep 90% and asks us just to give back 10%. So when we come and we give our tzedakah, we think, oh wow, I'm so awesome, I'm so great, look what I'm doing, giving of my hard-earned money. Says the Medrash, we need to feel a lot more contrite. We need to feel a lot more humility when it comes to our money. Because it really belongs to Hashem. Who gave us the kachas? Who gave us the talent? Who gave us the kishrin? The concept, the idea, the abilities. Who guided us there? Who, who brought us through every step? It's Hashem. Now, so there's L'cha Hashem HaTzedakah The Tzedakah, everything really belongs to you, Hashem. The Tzedakah that we do even belongs to you. We just have embarrassment. Now let's take a look at what's, what happened over here. Hashem is giving, right? Hashem is giving the, the Luchais, 
the Aseris HaDibris, the Ten Commandments to the Jewish people. And what's happening at that very moment, as the Medrash says, I'm not going to read it inside, but at that very moment the Jewish people are sinning with the golden calf, as we said. But still, Hashem gives Hashem gives it, Hashem gives us a gift of the, of the Ten Commandments, and we have just embarrassment. Not only that, After this terrible sin, they, they were covering Hashem. They said, Yisrael, they said about the golden calf, this is, this is who took you out of Egypt. What a kfiyas taif. What a denial of the good. What an ingratitude. And yet, that morning, the next morning, Hashem continued to cause the mon to fall. They got food every single morning. Didn't stop just because of their ingratitude. Not only that, the measure says, they actually took the mon and they were using it in their service of the, of the Cheda Egel, of the golden calf. Pasik says, the Hashem upon him. You Hashem, you are so amazing, you keep giving to us, even despite our ingratitude. You keep giving to us, even as we sin against you. You keep giving to us, we should just be embarrassed. Oh, here he brings exactly what we said. We see Klai Yisrael is doing a terrible Avera, and yet, nevertheless, they're able, they're able to receive the Luchas. The Luchas are broken, but Hashem is ready to give them. If not for the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu would break them, the mice in the end, the Jewish people do, Another 120, I'm sorry, another 80 days later, they do receive the Luchas Shnias, Moshe goes back up, asks for their forgiveness, etc. What is the idea? I want, what I want to understand is, okay, the Medrash is just saying, you know, we should feel guilty? Is that what the Medrash is saying? I ask another question. I would ask, why is it indeed that at the very moment that Hashem is giving us this awesome, sublime, Gift of the Luchis, of the of the of the Aseris Hadibris, the Ten Commandments. Why are we sinning? What's going on? Like, why did it work out that way? Nothing happens. Obviously, we have we have free will. We have a choice, but nothing happens without Hashem setting things up that way. You know, Moshe Rabbeinu says Vidizav that Klai Yisrael sinned because of the gold that you gave them. They left Mitzrayim, but it, it was a setup in a certain sense. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't come back. They were afraid. Maybe who knows what happened to him. They were shown a terrible vision that he was dead. Why was it set up this way? Why was it set up this way? What is the measures coming to teach us? What does it mean we're supposed to be... Of course we're supposed to be embarrassed when we've done something wrong. Of course we're supposed to be embarrassed that Hashem is doing good for us. And we don't deserve it. We're, we have ingratitude. What is the Medrash coming to teach us? Okay, that's the first piece of the Medrash. And I want to share with you the second piece of the Medrash. It's a little bit shorter, but I believe that within this piece of the Medrash, it contains a profound lesson, and it explains the first section. The Medrash brings a Pasuk 
It says in Mishlei that when a person gives a gift, it expands him. It's counterintuitive. If I give away something, so I should lose. There's a spiritual principle. When I give away, I get. When I give away, it expands me. I'm going to try to understand why that is. Where do we see this? There's a story with Avun Rama. It doesn't quote the entire story here. It's in another place. In, uh, in uh, the Medrashim Vayikra. The story with Avun Rama is that he, he was a particular very wealthy individual. He was called Avun, that was his name, Rama the trickster. He wasn't really a bad person. He was a good person. Why was he a trickster? Because what he would do is, there's two opinions in the Mephoshim there in the Medrash, exactly what he did. But he would do a trick in order that people should give tzedakah. One understanding is that he, they would be in, in the shul, they would be all saying how much money they're going to give to the to tzedakah, to charity. And he wouldn't say anything. And they would think, oh, he's not giving anything. We better fill it up. We better make sure that the tzedakah receives what it needs. And then at the very end, he would give the amount that altogether everyone else gave. So he would do a trick in order that more tzedakah would be given. But of course, in the end, he had a tzedakah. Another explanation was that everybody knew that he was going to give Kenegad what everybody gave. It was matching. This is from two theories. Do you think matching is a new thing? Cause match. It's not a new thing. Avun Rama, that's what he would do. He was, he, everyone knew he's going to give corresponding to what everyone else gave. So they would, they would push themselves extra to give because they knew that this rich person, Avun Rama, was going to give at the end. What happened? His matana, his giving, his giving in this unusual way. The end of the Pasuk says that the end of the Pasuk says, quotes the Maharzu, the result of a person giving of himself, giving a gift, is that he shall be guided in front of great people. So the great people of his of his town, they sat him up there in the front with all of the tzaddikim. He was a regular person. Still, he got an amazing honor. We find that Avram Avinu, that he had, he had rights. He had won this war between the four and the five kings. He had won the war, brought back all the shalal, all of the booty, all of the people. King of Saddam says to him, give me the people, keep the booty. He says, I'm not taking anything. He gave away. He gave away. I'm not even going to take a surah. He said, I'm not going to take anything. Not a string. I'm not going to take a string. I'm not going to take a shoelace. Nothing. A shoe strap. Hashem promises him that because he gave that away, because of his giving away, Hashem, Hashem praises his children. Uses the word string in the praise of the children. The Jewish people are praised by Hashem. Because of them coming up in the in the shoes, these shoes because of the shoe strap. When a person gives, they think they're giving, but they're really getting. Last, I'm sorry. The Jewish people gave away. They gave away. They get brought more and more things to the Mishkan. What happened in the end? So there was a giving and a giving. What did they receive? They got a harchava, an expansion. What was their expansion? The Jewish people's borders are going to be expanded. Eretz Yisrael is going to be much larger when Mashiach comes, when the Messiah arrives. It will be expanded beyond the current borders. 
in the schus of the fact that we gave and gave and gave to the Mishkan. So what is the Medrash teaching us? And how does it connect to the giving? There's a giving here, right? We're talking about giving, the giving of the Luchais. Hashem gave the Luchais to Kal Yisrael. The teaching here, I believe, the understanding, the depth of this teaching is that we think that there's a certain way to receive, there's a certain way to expand, do certain things, work, work hard, work a certain amount of time, do a certain amount of hishtadlis, and you're going to get, you know, naturally. The Majesty tells us that there's a spiritual principle, and it's the opposite. It's the opposite of what you would think. When you give away, when you give tzedakah, when you give charity, when you give of yourself to somebody else, you become greater, you become expanded. And what's the vor? What's the idea? I think it's very deep. Hashem says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, my ways are not your ways. In Hashem's reality, it's the opposite of all the things that we think. In Hashem's world, if, you, if a person wants to resonate with spiritual matters, to resonate with Hashem, so it's the opposite of what it would seem. When I give away, Hashem is completely a giver, right? Hashem is completely a giver. He doesn't need anything. Hashem is giving us commandments, not because He needs us to follow the commandments. He's giving it for us because we become greater when we follow His commandments. Hashem also says, I'm a giver. This whole world, I don't need the world. There's nothing that you're going to give me. There's no honor that you can give me. There's no mitzvah that you can give me. I want, I'm doing this for you. I want to give to you. I want you to become like me. I want you also to be a giver. I want you also to, to step out of the selfishness and the, and the constriction, which is what constitutes the human experience, the natural human experience. The Torah offers us that we can be beyond that. How? When we give. When we give to somebody else, we are squishing our own egos. We are limiting our own selves. We're saying that there's something else besides for us. The more that we do that, the more we are aligned with a higher spiritual realm. And that's a real harchava, that's a real expansion. Because Hashem is the ultimate expansion. When we get into that place, we get into a world of expansion. We get into Eretz Yisrael, which is expanded. It's not just the physical borders. It, it contains much more. It contains much more than we see. It's a spiritual principle. You know, I want to come back now to the first Medrash. The first Medrash said that Klal Yisrael was sinning and there was a tremendous bishas upon him where we should be embarrassed. We should be embarrassed because Hashem is giving us the money, He's giving us our sustenance, He's giving us the luchais, habris. He's giving us everything. He even gives us the opportunity to, to make money, make feel like we're doing it, even though He's doing everything. It's all Him. We should be embarrassed. What does that mean? But I think it's the same exact concept to the T. When I give away my money, I get an expansion. When I've done something wrong, when I'm embarrassed about the thing that I have done wrong, it's the tikkun, right? When I've done something wrong, when I've done an avira, me, me, me. It's about me. Where's the leader? Where's our leader, Moshe? We need, we need something to lead us. 
It's about me. I'm afraid. It's my fear. It's about me. I'm the one who made all the money. I decide how much stuck to give. It's me. What do you mean? The food is here, the money is here, I can do whatever I want with it. Hashem gave it to me already, I can do whatever I want with it. That's very, very selfish. That's very, very constricted. V'lanamashasapanim means that even when I've been constricted, I can escape from the constriction through embarrassment. What does Baishas mean? Baishas means I recognize the truth. Right? There's humility and there's humiliation. Humility is where I act in consonance with what I know to be true. Humiliation is where I've been caught by the truth. That's what Baishas is. I'm humiliated. But in that humiliation, what do I do with it? I've done something wrong. I've done an Avera. What now? Boishas. Do I have Boishas? I'm not, I'm not talking about the kind of embarrassment that I feel, and oh, I'm so terrible, and now I'm going to do worse. I'm talking about real contrition. A real sense that I've done something wrong, and I recognize, Lomatimli. It wasn't appropriate for me. That act was wrong. I'm embarrassed. I acknowledge the truth. What happens in the acknowledgement of the truth, even as I've done wrong, is the same kind of expansion. The same kind of expansion. I can get there in two different ways. Really, there are other ways to get there too. But I can get there, as the Medrash is teaching us, in two different ways. One way is by giving tzedakah, giving charity, giving a gift, not taking anything for myself. The other way is, when I've taken for myself, admitting that I've done wrong, having boishas, being embarrassed, Recognizing, my gosh, Hashem gives me everything. How could I, how could I be ungrateful? How could I be ungrateful? Hashem gives the Luchas Rishonis at the same moment as Kal Yisrael is sinning. Because He wants us to know that even when we've done something wrong, there is still an opportunity within the thing that we've done wrong for contrition. To, to use that mistake to climb up. Shavayi pal tzaddik come. The tzaddik falls seven times, but he gets up eight times. He gets up every time he falls. He gets up again and again. He always gets up. He's contrite. He, he recognizes that the thing he's done wrong was wrong. He has boishas. He's embarrassed. He has boishas. Boishas means embarrassment. It's the same letters as shavta. You returned. If you're embarrassed, you can return. If you're embarrassed, you're in the place of expansion. I want to bless you and ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us that we should be able to recognize and utilize these two tools. Giving out. Giving tzedakah, giving charity, giving gifts. Experiencing expansion through our, what seems to be, what seems to be a constriction taking away from ourselves Really, no. Entering into that place of spirituality. Hashem should help us to recognize that if we've done something wrong, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to recognize it and be humble. Be embarrassed. Feel embarrassment. And recognize that it's all Him. All the good things that we have are really from Him. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. 
For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.